Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. We are up and at it again. Again. Sometime, at some point, it's going to be the last podcast ever. This might be it. I do and think we don't about even that. know that it might be it. And we're not threatening anybody, but we just, I mean, it's its more of a promise. Uh, some yeah. Something to hold on to than, than a threat, as far as you're concerned. But. Right. But it's it's wonderful that people still listen. Some people do. And we keep doing it because we, we don't know otherwise. Yeah. And we just keep stumbling forward. Um, great, to, great to see you. We are fresh off the heels, Lisa, of a holiday Christmas play that we did for radio on a station called KSER. And I know a woman that lives two miles away from KSER radio. It's in Everett. Oh, yeah. And the woman and I said, yes, this will be broadcast on KSER. And she said, what is that? (laughs) I said, you live two miles away. Never heard of it. (laughs) So I don't know how how well it penetrates, but I've I've heard KSER and it's a fun station. They're very eclectic. They do all kinds of stuff. And so they carried this radio broadcast that Lisa was a part of last night with me and some other folks. Lisa was asked to pinch hit at the last minute. So, I mean, that's a huge disadvantage. You you know, she'd never done it with this group before. Well, I've never, I don't do stage. I, I mean, this is a live theater, radio theater broadcast with the sound effects and all that. We had hundreds of people there. That I, that was stunning. I'd never, we've never had an audience that big. I was a little nervous. For I, one of these. Yeah, I was a little bit nervous. Well, you didn't show it because you were great. I mean, Thanks. you were, and fun. I'm not just saying that because if you were lousy, I would still have to say you were great. Well, see, now I don't know if that's really the but, truth then. But you really were great. I mean, and, and the way you just blended in and you knew your lines and you nailed it and your characters were great and and it was just fun. It yeah, was a it fun was night. it was fun. It was a really great group of people. Um, Dolores Rogers, Jim Dever, Cisco Morris. Yeah, he's Cisco Morris, the so gardener, gardener guy from TV, made a surprise appearance. <laughs> and he, it wasn't a surprise. People knew. Heck, we used him to sell tickets. But he was just, he's such a sweet, wonderful man. You think uh, the guy on TV, they, that's and the facade. That's exactly that's who, who he is. is. He's a yeah, charmer. He's a delight. Just, but what's so cool about this? is you watch yellow jackets and flies, mm-hmm. and they walk up the, the plant, and all, there's a narcotic on there. And the fly, all of a sudden you see the fly going, 
wow, man, cool, <laughs> hey, man. And then in they go, you know, and there's all these little hairs. Once they go in, there's no turning back. It doesn't pay to have bad habits. <laughs> Just a wonderful man, and audience loved him, and he... He was late for one cue yeah. and then suddenly realized that he was late and he ran up to the it was microphone and it was just, the audience just forgave him anything because they liked him so much. He yeah. was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a fun thing. It was at the Edmonds uh, Performing Arts Center, which sounds a bit like an oxymoron maybe to some people, but it's a beautiful place and a mm -hmm. beautiful theater and we... We had a lot of fun. I, I think the live audience did. I don't know if it will translate onto radio as well because we did a lot of visual things, but uh, really fun to be there, and a great night was had by all. By the way, Lisa, uh, with the holidays just past us now, did you have a chance to uh, – did you you didn't comment on the on the gifts that I gave you and I wondered if you had a chance yet to use the Chipotle gift certificate I gave you. <laughs> no, I'm just going to regift that. You are? Yeah. Oh, I thought I just thought it would be great for you. The Chipotle story of course is uh is still being talked about. It's just one of the most I catastrophic know. stories. And after they re Why do people still go to this restaurant? That's what I was about to bring up. After after it was reopened around Washington and Oregon. Uh, people started going back to Chipotle, and I and I I thought to myself, why would you do that? They have not yet decided how the E. coli got into this food. They hadn't they hadn't determined it yet. Until they know that, why would you go eat there? Didn't make any sense. Yeah, it to doesn't me. make any sense. The irony of it, of course, is that, and I have to tell you the truth, I've never eaten at a Chipotle. I I don't know. Have you? I, I don't even know what it is. What is it? Well, is it, it tacos? What it, is it? Well, it's um, it's kind of it's tacos and burritos and oh, that kind okay. of stuff. But they, their thing is that they are they their slogan is food with integrity. And their thing is that they they boast that they've got they're free of genetically modified organisms, those GMOs they cause. But most uh experts say, you know, that sounds good, but there is no evidence that GMOs pose a threat to humans. I know. Everybody's in they the, said it'd be hysterical better. about it. And yeah. They say they'd be better if you've just focused on salmonella, E. coli, the things that we know are a threat to yeah, humans. Yeah, focus not killing your your customers. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be, that'd be good. good. Don't yeah. care. And no, so, if I'm, if I'm going to have tacos and stuff, I go to taco time. That's my, that's my place. Yeah, well. I love, I love, and you know what I do when I go to taco time? Because they really get mad when you... <clears throat> you know, they branded the tater tots as Mexi fries. Yeah, yeah, and everybody knows. And they get really mad. Tots. No, they're tater tots, and they get really mad. And I'll go, and I'll go, yeah, and I'll have a soft chicken taco, and oh, can I get some tater tots? And every single time they'll go, do you mean Mexi fries? And do you challenge them? And I, well, no, I just, I just like to make them squirm a little. bit. You gave bit. me a great idea. Next time I go, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna stick to my guns. And no, I don't want Mexi fries. Or I want even, tater tots. Should you go even farther or, and just say, "Hey, let, let, let me stop you right there, okay?" Yeah. I, I don't know. Yes. What is it, sir? Uh, you're calling these things Mexi fries, right? Right. They're actually tater tarts, aren't they? <laughs> uh, let me check with my manager. <laughs> Yeah. And no, they'll come out and go, no, they're Mexi fries. Yeah, yeah. Because they that... branded it. They claimed it and branded well, it. Well, we've talked about this before, but it's always humiliating to me when you have to speak in the lexicon of the uh, Whatever, yes. McDonald's or Burger King. Right. You want the Chili Willy fries? And I'm not going to say the words. 
Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to tell you well, what I want. I'm not going to use your silly little words. Starbucks gets furious when you do that. When you say, I want a small, and they go, do you mean a tall? Because they, <laughs> they have tall, and then they have grande, and then they have ven- venti. Yeah, gr- yeah, venti is the biggest, I the guess. The biggest. So I, I don't want a tall, because that feels like too much, so I order a small. And right. they'll correct you. Yeah. Or if you say, I just want a medium, do you mean a grande? Yeah. No. I just give me the middle size cup. I'm not going to bow to your. Don't pressure me into you know walking your walk. I'll walk yeah. my own walk. Good just for give you. Me my coffee. Well put. I'm walking. Yeah, the and I'm talking. By you and me, I'm hoping that you come back to me. Yeah, I mean a lot of the uh, mom and pop coffee shops. They've also uh, knuckled under because they know uh, that you know the average customer is going to come in there and they're going to ask for a grande. So they don't bother with the thing like, ah, do you mean a extra bit? No, they just, okay, yeah, whatever. But that, but that's, you know, it's, you're, you're becoming a part of their marketing. And I right. think we all, we all shudder at that. We don't want to participate. We'll just buy your stuff, but don't make us help you make more money by taking part in your your, your branding, your, your image. I do whatever. I do admire, though, that, that Taco Time had to come up with some. We can't do French fries because those aren't, you know, Mexican. So what other potato thing can we grab yeah. that people will eat? Because let's face it, Taco Time is not, I know. by any reasonable <laughs> definition, a Mexican restaurant. They it's don't really have, not. Yeah. And, and, and I know oh, I used to do Taco Time commercials. Yes, I did, did. them for four or five years. And I liked Good, good uh, and I was honored fresh. by that. But I will tell you this. They don't make a very good taco. I don't I eat mean, their tacos, though. I eat their soft chicken tacos. Yeah. So why do they call themselves chicken soft burrito chicken time? Chicken soft burrito. What? Chicken soft burrito time or whatever it is that is good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not disparaging them as a, as a place to go eat because they're great. But but they're, they, I've had better tacos. But that, but that's what part of their name. You think that would be the best thing they make? What do you think's inherently wrong with their tacos? They're not, they're not. They don't have enough. How can you screw up a taco? It's a. I it's know a, exactly. I make sh- them at home, and they're great. It's a shell. It's it's right. ground beef. Right. You throw some cheese in. The, if you put cheese on anything, it's fantastic. You would think so. Tomatoes. I, I know. Jimmy. Lettuce yeah. and a little hot sauce. Yeah. And Jimmy Fallon on one of his things where he does thank you notes. He says thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, taco shells. Thank you for being in one piece when I buy you at the store. Thank you in being one piece when I get you home. But thank you for breaking when I finally put something inside of you. Thank you. Yeah, he goes back even further that you've been shipped all the yeah. way from yeah. and in a truck and unloaded. Yeah. And you're now... Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Well, anyway, Chipotle, um, they, they, they have this... what. One critic called it a self-congratulatory new aginess, and they they talked that how we do we don't we will not have food with high tech uh, pesticides, and we reject these synthetic fertilizers and all that. And it's so ironic that this company that makes so much of how pure their food is is the one that's getting hit more than once. With yes. these E. coli and food poisoning things. Yeah. yeah. I'm very surprised that, um, I'm not surprised that it happened once. I'm surprised that it happened again because yeah. but, well, weren't be- the suits like running around just 
making yeah. sh- absolutely sure who dropped the ball again. Well, I don't know that they are, because they ever were absolutely sure. And until they could tell people definitively, here's why, here's what happened and, and why. And they never came up with it. I thought they did. I no, thought... I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, I don't think so. I could be wrong about that. But as we are recording this, they still haven't resolved it. Uh, other companies have had this happen. And I, don't, I don't know why my dogs at? are barking. I don't, you know, I don't think you can hear it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, I guess you can. Hang Do on, they hang... just bark at anything? Yeah. Well, I think the chip, there was a delivery of some Chipotle that just came to the house. <laughs> hang on. Elliot! That's my male dog, Elliot. Elliot! Come here! What's up? Does Sadie not... Sadie doesn't bark? Yeah, she barks, but it, it's hit. I can recognize the difference in their barks. Oh. Why are you panting? What are you guys doing? <laughs> It's like having a herd of elephants wa- run into really, the room. It really is. <laughs> Go Come get him, Quince. Okay. All right. So uh, they're just being dogs, I guess. At any rate, um, the watchword is just identify and fix the problems. And um, it, it's tough when you have something break down and there's an embarrassment that transpires like that. It can be catastrophic. And I guess Chipotle's stock has just plummeted. But it kind of leads me, uh, in a way, to the uh, Miss Universe pageant, <laughs> where there was another sort of inadvertent screw-up. And more and more is being learned about this. But there is a comedian named Steve Harvey, who, uh, among other things, does a game show. Is he doing Family Feud? Is he that... is doing Family Feud, yeah. yes. And, and he seems okay. I, I don't watch Family Feud. Of course, I record it. Oh. But I haven't gotten around to watching yeah. all of the episodes. Yeah. Because you got to watch them sequentially. You well, can't watch them out of order. It's more fun to binge on those. Yes, too, exactly. I find, so. Yeah, <laughs> you're um. so right. <laughs> so 2016 is what I'm going to be doing. Uh, family Feud binge time for me. But everybody knows the story by now. The Miss Universe pageant, it's one of those ubiquitous pageants. There's Miss World, Miss USA, Miss mm-hmm. Anthrope. Mm-hmm. A misogynist, I guess. <laughs> and they have all of these things. And this was, until last year, Donald Trump's owned this tournament. That's this, right. Uh, he owned the pa- yes, he owned yep. the pageant and all the little sub-pageants that went with it. And so I'm so supposed people think, oh boy, Donald, they sure wish you owned this thing because that's why it fell apart. Well, that's what he claimed. Yeah. You did see that. He tweeted oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. He's so arrogant. Yeah, he'll tweet, uh, you know, uh, stepping <clears throat> on a fly or anything that happens. Right. Uh, and I guess we could talk about him at some point, but what hasn't been said already? But back to this Miss Universe pageant, as everybody knows, uh, the the MC Steve Harvey uh, screwed up at the end of the at the end of the pageant for the he big annou- reveal. And and the way it always works is that you announce the runner up, and by announcing the runner up, we then know who the winner is by default because. That's just how it is. So the runner-up, you announce that name, and you go automatically, and the camera swings over to the other woman because that, we then know, is the winner of the contest. Correct. Well, he sees on the card the name Miss Columbia, and so he announces Miss He apparently didn't read the rest of it or who knows what, and it was also on a teleprompter. So he announces Miss Columbia, not as the runner-up, which she was, but as, in fact, the winner of the contest, Miss Universe. One of you is about to become our new Miss Universe. If for any reason she is unable to fulfill her duties, the first runner-up will take her place. Good luck 
to both of you. Miss Universe 2015 is... And for what seemed like a long time, it was maybe two minutes or something, the crowd is cheering, she's crying, they put a tiara on her head, uh, it's all exultant. Uh, the runner-up, Miss Philippines, apparently, is standing there. Uh, you know, these girls are very good at smiling and acting congratulatory to Correct. the winners. And they, they are really gracious. I, yeah. I must give them that. I agree. But then, of course, as you know, Steve Harvey realizes, as he is told by the producers, no, Steve, no, you got it exactly wrong. The actual winner is Miss Philippines. Right. Miss Columbia is the runner-up. And so he has to awkwardly go out and, he, and he, you know, I, well, here's what happened. I have to apologize. The first runner-up is Colombia. <laughs> Miss Universe 2015 is Philippines. Now, now here's what I've heard later, is that he, and, and, and this is what I surmised before I ever heard uh, how, what happened beforehand, I quickly surmised that this guy mailed it in, he phoned it in, he thought I'd pay me a lot of money, I'm really good, I'm really cool, I don't need to come to rehearsal, and in fact, it is said he didn't come to the rehearsals. Really? So he didn't know the little intricacies that may change from year to year with, with uh, you know, how to read cards, what's on the prompter, that kind of stuff. Wait this, a minute. This is what I've heard. Wait a minute. He had one job. One job. One job. Probably one very high-paying job. And that's just to read what's on the card. And, and he probably preps more for Family Feud than he did for this thing. But... You don't need to prep to read a card, is my point. Yeah. Well, he just saw the name and he read it, and he didn't read the the Did run up to it. Did you see how the card was laid out, though? It um, it was laid out. It, there is a picture of it, and it's laid out in, in a way that you really cannot mistake. Second runner up in a big box at the top. First runner up in a big box in the middle, and then down at the very bottom right. It says Miss Universe, ah. Miss Phil. I mean, it's very clear. So you couldn't screw it Even up. Even I couldn't you... screw that up. Yeah. Even you couldn't screw no, that up. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. And my first thought when I heard, when I saw this thing, and it, it just, the the Twitter, Twitterville yes, and exploded. It just exploded like nothing else. I mean, this is a story people can pounce on. You know, people are confused about. <laughs> Uh, water on Mars and things like that, but this kind of story. <laughs> Everybody oh has an opinion, yeah. and oh uh, yeah. And uh, I would just think it'd be a catastrophic for Steve Harvey's career, but maybe not. 
because everybody's talking about you. Well, you do know? you know that he signed? He's already signed a three-year deal to do oh, this. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, so next year he, he can signed, come back and make jokes about it. He and signed. Be, yeah, he signed the deal before this debacle happened. Ah, I didn't. So know they'll that. either buy him. They'll either buy him out of the contract or. But here's Why the other thing. Why not bring him back? I'd bring him well, back. Well, here's the other thing. Nobody even knew Miss Universe was exactly. airing on December 20th. Yeah, who and cares? Now, it could be. It could have been a calculated. Could you be. know some of the um, conspiracy theories out there say, sure. well, their ratings were so crappy that they had to do something. Yeah. And why not? I mean, it, you know, I, I I'm not a conspiracy theory. Oh, I am. Everything's person. a conspiracy. But uh, I but, don't trust anything or anybody anymore. I don't. Really? really? Yeah. yeah. Well, in this world we live in, you're I probably know. right. Yeah, probably right. Uh, skepticism should always be number one. No matter what's happening. But are you going to watch it next year? No. I I know I am. No, but I'll watch it. I'll watch it. You know it's not going to screw. There, nothing will get screwed up next year. Why watch it? How I do mean, you if know? they had Miss Nude Universe, that might be a different thing. Miss what? Miss Nude Universe. They, pr- they do have that, I mean, you let's know. skip the the swimsuit competition. I don't even know if they have that. Big. They do have Miss Nude. Yeah. They oh, have okay. Miss Naked Universe. Will, will Steve or Miss be Naked hosting now or, or something? Uh, I got a nice Christmas card from Joel McHale, our old friend, mm-hmm. and uh, and so in my return card I wrote to him, Joel McHale, 2014 uh, MC for the Washington Correspondence Dinner. Yes, he 2015 was. MC for the ESPY Awards. 2016 MC Miss Universe pageant. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes. But it wouldn't be a bad gig. I mean, you know they're going to have increased ratings next year oh, based absolutely. on all of this. So, yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. Why not? But the reason I related to the story beyond all of the all of the kerfuffle that came about That's from That's a great it, word. I don't use that word enough. Yeah, you should use it every day kerfuffle. and you'll always remember it. Um, is that I've, I've been an MC for much smaller events, obviously, but I have had some screw-ups. And the more you do them, the more you do these events, the more you learn from your mistakes. Uh, and, and the bottom line is, and this may seem obvious to somebody, unless you've never done one of these, you have to do your prep. Don't think you can show up, mm-hmm. somebody can hand you a card or tell, hand you a scrap of paper, and you can make your way through it. You might. You might get lucky, mm-hmm. uh, but you might also screw up because... When it when it's all said and done, and you know there might be a whole bunch of people at the Miss Universe pageant, the producers, interns, all these p- other people that would be more at fault than Steve Harvey. But ultimately, that's the guy you see on camera, and that's what you realize as an MC. Doesn't matter who else screwed up; they think it's you that screwed up, and you need to you need to own it. Mm-hmm. Even if you know it wasn't your screw up, you can't stand in front of the audience and say, "Hey, you know everybody." Uh, somebody else here screwed up right now. It's not my fault. It was somebody else. I uh, just want to tell you that going in. No, you have to take the fall, which is... Really? I give Steve Harvey credit for that. He said, I made a mistake. It's on the card. I screwed up. Uh, that's what you have to do. Okay. This isn't a very good example. I can think of others. But there are times when I have mispronounced names, and I'll th- later think, well, nobody told me how to pronounce that name. But that, you're right. That is your job. It's my job to, to fit, know that. Find out, right. Or they'll give you a piece of paper. They'll give you a rundown. They'll say, and then you introduce Steve. And then Steve will introduce Angela. And I'll say, wait a minute. Hold it. Who's Steve? What's his last name? Mm-hmm. What's his biography? What's his title? Because when you're in the, in, 
involved in something, when you're part of an organization, you know, you don't think that. You see, you know who Steve is. You don't think that the other guy, right. this outsider coming in, doesn't have anything to do with your organization, doesn't know any of that stuff. And you would not believe how often I do things and people have not given me information or they don't know <clears throat> their, how, where they want me to go next or they changed their mind or whatever. Uh, two quick stories. One is that I did this event for a big hotel chain in downtown Seattle. And they had just hired a brand new CEO. And as part of the thing, it was a very late addition to the program. And the CEO's name was Jurgen Bartels. At least that's how it looked on paper. His name is actually Jurgen Bartels, but they didn't put the little O blot on there, like on a German name, so that the J becomes a Y. So it should be Jurgen Bartels. They just hand me this sketchy piece of paper right before I'm going up. And they say, you got to introduce him. He's the new president. They just announced it a few minutes ago. So they gave me the paper, and I, and I got him and go, ladies and gentlemen, you're new CEO and president of the hotel chain, Jurgen Bartels. And then everybody <clears> applauds, <throat> and the guy comes up there, and he's got a thick, thick German accent. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Great to be here. And I was like, oh, jeez. Yeah. I know, I know. And then, of course, it's confirmed for me. His name is actually Jurgen. Yeah. Jurgen, not Jurgen. Well, you know what, though? So so I'm here. Here's what happened. Okay. So I'm thinking, when you're when you do these things, you got to think. Okay, now, what can I do after he leaves, where I can apologize and still, you know, kind of make light of it. And so, so I go up later, and I after he's done, he only spoke for a couple of minutes, and so your mind races. What can I say? So I go up and I go, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you, thank you very much, Mr. Bartels. I'm very sorry, I mispronounced your first name, uh, just before you came up. What can I say? I guess I'm a yerk. That's ve- see, you're and so people good. Loved it. They loved it. And you're so, it, so good. You, so you could save it. But no, I, that's not to tell you how good no, I am. No, I know, but, but you're very good at that I screwed sort of up. Im- improv. But you know what? It's not it's John Travolta. Yes. I mean. Yeah. He... Thank you. I love you. There will always be a special place in my heart for the movie musical and for the songs that create their most memorable moments. Here to perform the Oscar-nominated, gorgeously empowering song, Let It Go, from the Oscar-winning animated movie, Frozen, please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazeem. I don't know. Who do you blame for that? You have yeah. to blame him, yeah. right? Well, I think a lot of these Hollywood guys and women, they uh, are they are so constantly praised and and the, that you get to the mentality where, like if you're doing a movie, like if he was doing a movie, he would study his lines. He would be prepared. But this is sort of an ancillary event. That and he would really... also know that he, he could have a do-over too. Exactly. You're so, right. Yeah. I think that if it's live, you better have your crap together even more. And remember that it's live and not think I'm going to just bathe in the applause I'm right. going to get when I go out there. Right. And I, and I can just screw up and it won't matter. Yeah. yeah and, it, and, and plus, it has the appearance of being disrespectful to the person and the mm-hmm. audience that you're speaking in front of. So it's I, not good. Yeah. I can understand stuttering or being nervous, but to just, yeah, kind of get it completely wrong. Yeah. And I thought of another example, but I now I've forgotten it. But 
So uh, that was kind of an interesting uh, thing that happened, and people are talking about it. But who ultimately... did you feel more sorry for? Because it was interesting how the how social media lit up with um, you know poor Miss Columbia and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> for me, I felt sorriest for Steve Harvey. Yeah, I did. That's what I'm saying. That's what I did too, because I, in my own little way, have been there. Yeah, I know, exactly. I know I just, what that my, can I be just like. cringed. I thought, what a terrible. I mean, that would be like with me. I'd have to go to therapy for that. Yeah. One time I did an auction and I sold something to a woman and she was jumping out of her seat. She was so excited. It was like a trip to New York or whatever. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute, I screwed up. It, no, I actually sold it to that guy over there. And I had to apologize on microphone to her and just watching her face. Oh. And I just, I just, oh, God, this is awful. But that's what happens when you're doing an unscripted live right. thing, whether it's on TV or, or in front of an of a audience. Uh, there's, a pre- there's a pressure that comes with that. And everybody's going to screw up it's inevitable but the more prep you do the less likely it is to happen and i would just say for steve harvey uh i think he kind of mailed it in i don't i think he's used to doing the game show he just shows up everybody tells him what to do look here say that here it's on the prompter you don't have to think and i think he took that mentality into this event and it blew up on him he, well, and then he didn't do his research further when he tweeted out an apology and misspelled. I know, misspelled Columbia. Columbia and Philippines, and it was like, God, but it's embarrassing when you make a spelling mistake. It's embarrassing with a double R and a double S and a single little B after the E and the M. We make mistakes every day. It's an everyday kind of thing. We hope this song affects you. We hope it has a good effect. We hope this song affects you. We hope it has a good effect. Because it's necessary, it's necessary. One C, one R, double S. It's necessary, it's necessary. N E C, E S S A R Y. Over there, there are two little boys, and they're playing. Their toys, there they are, over there. Spelling mistakes, they happen a lot. Disappointing, I know. I recommend that you listen again to this song, and then tomorrow you won't get it wrong. Well, that's what that's what you get with Twitter. People just shoot things off, and they're they're often erroneous or spur of the moment it's, Which is it's much better to write a letter so you think about it take time to ponder what you really want to say i realize that although it is rather refreshing to not see people so carefully handled and um you know spit shined up for the public i do like it when the um occasional tweet comes out of just it's just it's who they are at the moment 
you really we get to see mm -hmm. a little bit get a better idea of who people really are when they're not being filtered and like i said molded and polished before they're presented before you know in the old days you know when studios contracted stars they they were very carefully managed and their public images were very carefully rolled out to the public in the way the movie studios wanted them to see them That's true and uh, in this See. day and age you're right it's a very immediate thing that that happens when you're tweeting or Facebooking or live TV. Um, that's one of the reasons I love to watch the Oscars and all the award shows because they're live. And you but because see. but because of that, at least sorry to interrupt that's you, but okay. but the Oscars used to be way more fun to watch because there were far more unpredictable moments. Right. Is that yeah? That stupid seven second delay came along and yeah. ruined everything. Yeah. The street, the famous streaker episode <laughs> right. when David Niven was presenting a. Yes. And now to divulge the contents of this year's most important envelope is a very important contributor to world entertainment and someone quite likely well ladies and gentlemen that um, that was almost bound to happen <laughs> but isn't it fascinating that <laughs> fascinating to think that that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings and all, all this stuff. And, and you know, even at a local level here, I, I remember back when the local Emmy Awards would, would happen. Um, they were fun back, let's say, in the 1980s at, because people would just, they well, first of all, they'd get drunk. They'd get pie-eyed. <laughs> Not everybody, but a few people. Right. And, then, and then if they won an award, they would stagger up to the podium and they'd say the most embarrassing things uh, uh and, and so it was great it was just fun to watch what's going to happen this week right you know, this time it's just it's the unpredictability of it and the idea that you might see a huge train wreck that just would yeah. make you come back so again. what is that i mean this it is rather gleeful to talk about steve harvey messing up yeah. so badly because it's a what the germans have a word called schadenfreude schadenfreude but, yes there's actually like a song written about it well, I suppose there is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, I believe it's a German polka song. Actually, yeah. Some kind. Right now you are down and out and feeling really crappy. I'll say. And when I see how sad you are, it sort of makes me happy. Happy. Sorry, Nikki. Human nature. Nothing I can do. It's shy. Very nice, Gary. I didn't say it was nice, but everybody does it. You ever clack when a waitress falls and drops a tray of glasses? Yeah. And ain't it fun to watch figure skaters falling on their asses? Sure. Don't you feel all warm and cozy watching people out in the rain? You bet. That's Schadenfreude. People taking Schadenfreude, huh? What's that, some kind of Nazi word? Yup, it's German for happiness at the misfortune of others. Happiness at the misfortune of others. That is German. Watching a vegetarian being told she just ate chicken. <laughs> or watching a frat boy realize just what he put his dick in. 
Getting bees. X is getting STDs. Waking dormant from their naps. Watching tourists reading maps. Football players getting tackled. CEOs getting shackled. Watching actors never reach the ending of their Oscar speech. Shot and Freud. knocked around my face cause when people see us they don't want to be us and that makes them feel great sure we provide a vital service to society you and me shine and Freud making the world Yeah, I guess that's why we sort some of us uh, twist into incredible, an incredible state of glee about it. And some <laughs> have incredible empathy, and uh, but but that's why this, that story leaps out at everybody because it is it's one you notice. Right. Uh, you hear a noise? Oh, sorry, that's my phone. Oh, that's your phone. Okay. Yeah. We have a little. Probably gong. my agent calling me. We have a little gong in the front after yard. They, after they checked, after they heard the reviews of the show last night. No, it was great. Well, you know what? I was going to mention that's one of the reasons I was quite nervous to do the live radio theater in front of that. We went, there were 400 people in that in yeah. that room. Yeah, and, and it, I was that nervous. Pretty much filled the theater. I was nervous, and I hadn't prepped for it. I got the scripts like two days before, but then the then the Steve Harvey thing happened, and I thought this is going to be a piece of cake. Yeah, this will be a piece of cake. Yeah, at least I have a script that I'm familiar with. Correct. And I'm not going to ad lib this thing. And well, my thought was guess. I can't screw up as bad as Steve Harvey did. No. Even if I did screw up, it wouldn't have been on the level that Steve Harvey did. That's kind of one for the ages, and that's why I think people noticed it so much. Uh, and, and my immediate thought was, oh man, this is a catastrophic thing for his career. But in in fact, upon reflection, it's probably a great thing for his career. His name is known. Who Steve? Who M most people would have said. Correct. Now they know his name, and uh, and uh, it's it's not going to be a bad thing. And and as a comedian, as a stand-up comedian, uh, he's going to be able to turn that around, and he'll be able to write, you know, forty minutes just on that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's going to be a good thing for him. We got a uh, delivery back on near Christmas, and I'm changing topics wildly, like a, I'm driving a NASCAR here. Yeah, in, in we should spin have, out. we should have prepped for this show a little bit better. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, and so, but um, I uh, I don't know if you've ridden an if you you travel a lot. Do you have you called up for a ride from the airport and take an Uber? No, um, Uber you cannot get to the airport with Uber. At least when I checked into it, there was no Uber drivers going to the airport, which I thought was odd. Well, and I think, but you can get an Uber ride from SeaTac. I don't know why. 
Hmm. I did I check know. into it. I don't but... know the details on that. But, but no, I... I've not. I've never taken an Uber anywhere. I know. I'm kind of scared of it because I, I. I don't know. Well, I know there's a few, but I mean, if you think about it, there are just as many stories of wayward taxi cab incidents. It was raining hard in Frisco. I needed one more fare to make my night. A lady up ahead waved to flag me down. She got in at the light. Oh, where you going to, my lady blue? It's a shame you ruined your gown in the rain. She just looked out the window. For the most part, uh, Uber drivers, you could argue, are... Uh, processed and vetted a, a little more stringently increasingly than maybe some cab drivers are. I don't know. Uh, and there's the whole union issue, which apparently um, they may become unionized in, in the Seattle area, for example. But just in my brief experience taking Uber, I think it's great. I mean, they, at least I had a good experience. Uh, is it a, is the it, price is right. That's what I was going to ask about, can, the price. and Yeah. yeah. It's, and, and the price is set. You don't need <laughs> it. Bless you. I have no idea where that came from. I apologize. Did I get any on you? Uh, yeah. Just a second. Let me get this one. Don't you hate that when they just blast out at the... Hang on a second. I've got some on my eyes. I can't even see you. I'm not a very. There's even some on the back of my head. I'm not even. A, I, I'm not there. a very delicate sneezer. I actually kind of held that when I knew it was coming. I, I, I tamped it down a bit. Did but you really? Yeah, when I'm at home, I you let it go. Oh, see, my kids give me the, and they're not little oh, kids, but goodness. my wife, my kids, they give me a bad time because I stifle my no, sneezes all shouldn't. the time. You should just let them blast out. Nah, anything that wants. I, I agree, but you can't always do that. Anything that wants to come out of your body, you should just let it blast out. That's mm. my fault. You'll feel better. That's how I lost my job as a surgeon. <laughs> no, you've got to stifle those things. Uh, <laughs> Why? Well, if you can, but I mean, uh, there's all kinds of apocrypha about sneezing. Like if you sneeze, your, your heart stops. Your heart stops, and I think it is true. You you can't keep your eyes open when you sneeze; they involuntarily shut. Yeah. Otherwise, your eyeballs will go. They yeah. pop right up. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. But uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. What you were saying because it was really very interesting. It was fascinating what I was yes. talking about. In fact, so fascinating I can't remember what it was. Oh, I was talking about Uber. Yes, Uber. Uber. And, and uh, so we're oh so. Uh, uh, over the Christmas holiday, one day uh, this vehicle pulls up. It looks it, it's it has it looks like a almost like a SWAT car, but it's a big black SUV. And a guy gets out of it that looks like he's wearing a uniform, uh, but I, I I didn't take a close look. But then I looked uh, closer, and on the back of this car it was a, just a commercial car, and it even had Florida license plates. There was a little sign official sign that said fedex i had a white suv pull into my yeah. driveway with the fedex sign and on I'm the thinking, dashboard and, yeah. s and so i think fedex is even using quasi uber services yes. to make deliveries they're doing house calls and i and to yeah. verify that there was an article in buzzfeed.com a number of startups are becoming uh, uber including healthcare now so that they might send an uber 
instead of an ambulance and to a, a place. And a huge savings, I might add. Yeah. I mean, if I'm ever if I ever need an ambulance, right. I'm I'm not calling one. I can't afford it. Sure. It, and it's very expensive. And this, so I know there are a lot of there are well I don't know a lot, but there are people that are you know, anything new is is a threat. Yeah. To, what do you mean? To oh, a, to business? To business. Yeah. Uh, but um, man, I'm 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 having trouble finding the downside of Uber as far as the customer is concerned. For the purveyor of Uber, maybe those folks aren't getting paid enough. Maybe they're, you know, maybe it's not so great on that end of things. But for a customer, when you can get things like, uh, you know, BNB, what is it, BNB? Oh, Air, Airbnb. 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 Yeah, the services like that where you can save so much money. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, that's great. What, yeah, why isn't that is, wonderful? This is a, a society where the business model is now becoming share what you have, which I think is right. very interesting and intriguing. Share cars. And, share your yeah. home and share your cars. I actually, since I don't um, drive to work when I am home, I actually went on a service where you can rent your car out to people. I don't right, really really go anywhere. And I thought, what a great way to make money. Yeah, so and, if you're going to rent your house out or your vacation yeah. property, why not your car if exactly. you're not using it? And save money on what the rental cars would do. and, and Help on your car payment. It's a very interesting business model to, to share. It's always more fun to share with everyone. It's always more fun to share with everyone. If you have one, here is something you can learn. You can still share just by taking turns. And something that that I think is brand new, and you're right. I think businesses are a little worried about that because that's going to be cutting into what you know the rental car companies can make, and the hotel companies, and the taxis, and all of that. So and this isn't exactly the same, but this is sort of the same idea, and it's something I have come up with, and uh, I think it's going to take off. Well, I can't wait to hear it because you really are an idea man, as I have found. What is it? In a valley. Not far from here, there's a very special man who's changing the way you eat. I love to eat all kinds of foods, but I have trouble because many of the foods are too tough on my teeth. Then listen up. Finally, delicious foods with just the right ingredients, served just the way you like them. Chewed. Introducing... Pat Cashman brand partially chewed food. Say what? Pat Cashman brand partially chewed food. That's what I thought you said. Your favorite meals chewed by Pat Cashman, but just enough, ensuring its freshness. Oh, gee, I'm not sure I like the sound of that. Pat Cashman brand partially chewed food. Actually, just the thought is making me sick. Now available in Super Sloppy. What do you think? You think that's got legs? I, Does it have jaws, I, mandibles? Can I get in on the ground floor investing in this brilliance? Yes, you can. Thank yes. you. Your, your timing is impeccable. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, anyway, I just, so I, I'm thinking Uber's kind of cool. Are you in? Uh, are you in on? Uh, geez, I wanted to, what, what's it called? I can't even think of it now because I'm not part of it. What color uh, is it? it? It's shared photos. 
Instagram. Um, Instagram. Are you a member of Instagram? Um, I didn't no. know you had to be a member of it. And then somebody told me, well, hey, are, are you an Instagrammer? Oh, then I can't send you my pictures. Well, and that's not well. Yeah, it's like Facebook. Up. It's like yeah. Facebook or Pinterest I mean, or Twitter. Yeah, or, these, or it's just another Snapchat social, or all. Yeah, it's another. So, social how many media of these platform. things do you want to get involved with? Is is the point? I mean, it just yeah. at some point, it, you, your whole life can dribble away doing these crazy things. That's right. You can get completely sucked up into social media. I. I signed up for Pinterest and then I lost interest in Pinterest. Sure, and I don't, and I'm on Facebook and I, days will go by that I don't even look at it, even though I get these prompts that tell me you have, you know, 33 new messages. I go, meh. And then, yeah, you're then kind I of look. a pain to, to talk to. Well, don't Facebook. talk to me through Facebook because I'm not, I know. That, that's just, but I, 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 I get it. Facebook, by the way, speaking of that, what I've heard is that they want you to do everything on Facebook. They want you to get your news on Facebook, yeah. your videos on Facebook. Yeah. They don't want you to ever to leave. Right. They don't want you to go to YouTube. You can get it right on Facebook. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to go to Slate or you know on these other news services. Get it right there on Facebook. Yeah, they have a great little um, they feature that came trap up you. this year. In it's called What's Trending, which I think is really helpful because I that's the first thing I look at when I pull up Facebook. What are people talking about? And they have about 10 items. They've got, um, you know, politics. They've got science, entertainment, whatever's going on. And yeah. it's a great, very quick snapshot of what's going on right now. What What's going on with them? No, 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 no. I no, think no. you I think you need to go. It's just like if you watch one. No, no, no. One station all the time. No. You need to see what else is out no, there. No, this is what people are talking about. Okay, like, what people? But what about what you're interested in? What are other people talking about? Not just Facebook people. You know what I mean? I well, mean, I mean, I, I always think it's better not just to eat, you know, hamburgers, but to have a wider menu uh, than than just, you know. Well, what yeah. I mean that. I mean, this is just what's trending. Facebook. What are people? What are people talking about? It's not meant to be. You know everything that's yeah. there's some boring stuff on there. Who cares there, yeah. what people are talking and about? And the sport, yeah, the sports one. I don't care about it. I don't look at the sports ticker. What's trending? I don't care about it. What I'm saying, Lisa Foster, if that is your name, is that people should eschew Facebook, screw what? Twitter, what? drop all of that stuff, and get your information right here <laughs> on Peculiar Podcast. You right. don't need anything else because we know what's going on. Yes, up we to, up to the minute. I think if you listen, you know that's true. Hey there, you look hungry. Fortunately, there's a tasty solution. From the people who brought you Pat Cashman brand partially chewed food comes I can't believe it's not Pat Cashman brand partially chewed food. All of your favorite dishes served just the way you like them, partially chewed. Here's the secret. Hand-selected chewers are busy at work, chewing delicious meals just the way Pat Cashman does. You won't believe Pat Cashman didn't chew it himself. I can't believe it's not Pat Cashman brand partially chewed food. Now available in on-the-go drink shakes. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.